Hey, I told you to move the beans. All you have to do is move it. Move the beans. Hey, move the beans. M-O-V-E. This is the Move the Beans podcast. Stories of ordinary habits that have extraordinary results. Here's your host, Dan Abatacola. Hello, podcast friends, and welcome to the Move the Beans podcast. Stories of ordinary habits that have extraordinary results. I am in the Move the Beans podcast studio, brought to you by Dominion Lighting and Solar. They exist to create a healthy and sustainable world. For more information about Dominion Lighting and Solar, go to their new web address, dominion.solar. Yeah, you you heard me right. Dominion.solar. You're like, Dan, that doesn't even sound like a web address. I'm like, it is. You're like, that sounds so cutting edge, dominion.solar. I'm like, everything they do is cutting edge. You want a beautiful solar array for your home? They can do that, dominion.solar. You want beautiful, high-efficient LED fixtures for your business? They can do that, dominion.solar. And for Move the Beans podcast listeners, when you call and ask for the man with the dead leg, you will receive a free assessment on your home or your business, dominion.solar. Reach out to them today. Well, episode two of the Move the Beans podcast, we have a very special guest. His name is Dave Liska. Dave's a good friend of mine. We go back about, I don't know, 40 years or so. And uh, he's pretty interesting. He has a long, disgusting beard. He has bear season tickets. He wears pajama bottoms in public. But you know what? All those things don't really make Dave interesting. See, what makes Dave interesting is that a few years ago, he entered a new season of his life, retirement. And in this season, Dave is developing some new habits that is actually shaping the way he does things. And it's actually might be shaping who he is. And that's what I find really interesting. So these new hobbies are developing new habits and it's actually doing something to him. I think anyways, I had a great time talking with Dave and I think you're gonna really enjoy our conversation. So welcome to the podcast studio, Mr. Dave Liska. Hey, we are in studio at the Move the Beans podcast with our special guest, Dave Liska, which I I just told him not to do any breathing. (laughs) So how's that working, Dave? So far, so good. I said, Dave, don't breathe. I'm giving him all these instructions about what to do when you're on a big time podcast that goes nationwide. And I said, do not breathe. (laughs) Is that going good? It's going. Going good. Um, Hey, so welcome to uh, episode two of the Move the Beans podcast. I'm excited to have Dave here, but I'm excited just to uh, be uh, recording this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to uh, whatever podcast platform, I would ask that you hit the subscribe button, the follow button, or the all button. So you hear each and every episode, Dave was just scratching his beard. I heard that. And um, so we, we don't want you to miss any second of Dave scratching his beard or breathing. So um, this is going to be this is going to be a fun episode. And then all the episodes that follow, I want you to get those. And we're going to premiere each new episode on Tuesdays. And so you'll be able to get notifications uh, once we release those. So uh, be looking for those. So Dave and I go back a long way. Um, we went to the same church, right? Yes. And Dave, Dave is 11 years older than I am. I'm 52. That makes you... 63. Well, I'll be 52 in a, in a couple I of weeks. I went to school with your uncle. You went to school with my uncle. Which one? No, I forget. An uncle. Name. Well, he, he made an he impact. He was a short guy. Oh, well, I think all of the colors <laughs> all are short. All the colors yeah. are short. Um, so Dave and I grew up, not grew up the same church, but you were kind of generation before I was, but we played softball together. 
Yes. Um, and I know you were kind of a, the cranky guy I didn't talk to on the team. Oh, First cool. baseman, lefty, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I know Dave, probably my vi- most vivid memory of Dave is uh, he still, I think you probably still wear Zubas, right? Only during football season. <laughs> if you don't know who Zuba, what Zubas are, Zubas are basically pajama pants for older guys, and then they play off like they're not pajama pants because they have NFL logos all over them. That's correct. And then, oh, I can wear these in public. They're not pajama pants. Is that right? Right. Okay. So Dave likes, uh, I would say loves football, right? Yes. Uh, Dave and I, uh, he's still playing fantasy football with a bunch of guys that we grew up with. I played for like 10 years, and I, well, about maybe seven years. I quit cold turkey. I, I won one championship the first year when I did not know what I was doing. And then I made it to the championship game another year um, by luck. It's all, that's all it is, is luck. And I had to quit fantasy football because I took things way too personally. Like I took ownership way too personally. I would reach out to these guys, go to their houses, give them you know, phone calls, make sure they're eating right, exercising. It was just too much for me. I couldn't handle my roster. It was just too much. So I had to quit. So, and I don't watch football anymore. So it's really hard to be on top of football and you're not doing that. So that was a habit. That was a bad habit that I quit and you're addicted to it and you love it. So correct. Yeah. So anyways, that was a bad habit that I got out of there. So we're here talking about ordinary kind of tiny little habits that set people up for extraordinary results in the future. And so my premise is I think everyone is kind of a hero in this world. And I I think everyone has a potential to impact the world with maybe the little habits or the disciplines they do. And then they kind of make those little habits something really extraordinary that we all can learn from, or even the little habits that they're currently doing can encourage us to kind of maybe tweak our lives or kind of do things differently. Because here's the kind of the principle behind Move the Beans. It's this, small disciplines done consistently lead to big results over time. And I think that goes to all arenas and all areas of life, that when you do something that's a discipline over and over and over again, it's a positive thing it leads to something big in the future. And so I want to talk to people from all walks of life, all age groups, all seasons of life, because I think people are uh, implementing these little habits and I think we all can learn from it. So the, the, really the star of this podcast is not me, unfortunately, I'll have to go find some other uh, platform. Uh, It's sometimes it's my guest, but really it's the habits that our guests are implementing in their lives. And that's what we really want to promote. So Dave is in a really unique season of life. Uh, retirement. Yes. Yeah. So when did you retire? 2016. 2016. And you were working for ComEd. Yes. ComEd is a uh, local, if if you're listening out in the Chicagoland area, ComEd is the energy source in the Chicagoland area, most of Illinois. And so what did you do at ComEd there, Dave? I started out working in the power plant. I was, a, well, first I set this up. I was a carpenter, 30-year apprentice and got laid off. And, uh, my mom says, why don't you put, put an application to ComEd? I was like, what's that? <laughs> she says, the electric company. All right, so I put in an application. Nothing happened. I put another application in. Finally, I called the guy, and uh, I, I said, you know, I've got a couple applications, and I, I haven't heard anything. They said, well, we know we've got, like, thousands of applicants ahead of you. You know, we just can't put you to the front. And uh, <laughs> Did you so, tell them who you were? Well, my mom said, mentioned this guy's name. So I said, well, did you know that Bill so-and-so, uh, he told me to call in just a minute. Can you come in Thursday? Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, come in two, I can come Thursday. So it was 1979. I'm going to use that bill so-and-so. <laughs> so I went in, interviewed. The guy says, well, can you start? Well, I'm thinking, yeah, I'll be aggressive. So I can, I can start tomorrow if you want, thinking it'll be Monday. He says, good. Be here for, you know, start tomorrow. Here's where you go. Jeez. 
So I went to the power plant, started there, kind of like a, a called boiler cleaner, but it was like a janitor position. And then yeah. you move your way up. and uh, The rest is history. And the rest is history. So 37 years later. 37 years. Okay, and retired in 2016. So Dave is in, and his wife, Kathy, they have two adult children. Two adult children. Well, well adult age children. Yeah, they're aged. Yeah, they're, they're older. Yeah. Um, and uh, both married. Correct. And they live around here still? No, Wade is, uh, he's in Missouri, okay. and Bethany's still in the area. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, retirement, uh, kind of a different season, probably, and this is why I wanted to have Dave on, probably he's uh, implementing some different habits in life only because his schedule has changed. And so, um, retirement is something that we're all eventually going to get to, eventually. And uh, maybe you're in that season right now, and we want to make sure that if, um, as Dave's lifestyle has changed over the course of the last couple of years, and he's implemented some habits that has, have given him the opportunity to do some different things and some things that maybe have some kind of different results or some greater results or extraordinary results, we want to talk about those things. So coming out of work for 37 years at ComEd, and then all of a sudden retiring, what was like the first week like or the first day? Was it weird? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was weird. You woke up, what am I going to do? So, you know, you make <laughs> breakfast and it's kind of like... <laughs> Yeah, it was because you know, I think you miss the you miss seeing the people. Yeah, more than because you develop some really close relationships after you work for that yeah. length of time. Um, but yeah, then it kind of eased away. And before I left, they were asking a lot of common people do this. They go back and work as a contractor, and they were asking. I said, you know what? I'll maybe I'll come back, but uh, let me be retired for a while first. Yeah, and so they did. And uh, the winters came. Then the winters got kind of boring. The winters, you know, I got up, made breakfast, played with the dog, went online. That was it. There was nothing else to do. Jeez. And so I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't want to watch television all the time. So I called, said, yeah, I'll come back, but I only want to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. That's like almost a full week to a millennial. For uh, <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. No, we can't go no, there. We can't go there. No, because Dave is. Uh, I work with a lot of millennials. You know, and, and Dave works with them. And he's, uh, could I say that you're very opinionated? Too opinion. Yeah. And could I say that you're, uh, at times, you might be a cranky old man? That's a certain thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's why I kind of, you know, you, you never know. You're one of those guys where I never have to guess where you're coming from, which is good. I like that. That's true. It's helpful. It's helpful. So, okay. So the first week of retirement, you kind of just, you launched into something different. You had to get used to it. You kind of went back to work eventually. So, but since you retired, what are some habits that you have developed maybe through hobbies or just, you know, different moments of just spare time. What are some habits that you developed into this new season of your life? All right. So, so going into a uh, neighbor, we have some neighbors that are fantastic gardeners. They're like way into it. And uh, so I started gardening still while I was working, but little, you know, a couple of flowers here or there, nothing over the top. Okay. So does Kathy garden too? Or is she like, no. or this is just you? Just me, okay. but she she likes the she likes the uh, final product, the effect of gardening, right? Yeah. And she'll come out and help a while, or she'll do the research. She's a Googleologist, okay, <laughs> and uh, she she will uh, she'll look up stuff for me. And, okay, that's good. Uh, yeah. So it started out with small flowers. Then we built I built a raised bed uh, to do some vegetables, and then did you uh, say raised bed? A raised bed is so or oh, uh, raised bed. I thought you said you built raised bed. No, not raised bed. Okay. Raised. <laughs> a raised bed. bed. Okay, yes. go ahead. And uh, and so we grew some vegetables. Then uh, I started growing some sunflowers on the south uh, property line because my neighbor to the south is uh, much more grumpier than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
and uh, so kind of block them <laughs> Hold out. Hold on. I'm just <laughs> I'm, trying, trying, to I'm trying to let that sink in to my wrap, brain. Yeah, okay. Wrap your arms around that. Whoa. And uh, so for, we were going to put up a fence. Uh, we, we had a dog at that time, and I was going to put up a six-foot fence. Cass says, no, I, I, like the, I like looking out you know, that way. We're not going to let him dictate to what we do. Yeah. All right. So then the sunflowers came in, so I planted 12-foot sunflowers. And the first year, the seeds went in really good. Yeah. Came up. The second year, planted seeds. We had a strong rain, washed them away. Not too good. So then I started growing inside Yeah. and then transplanting. So there was a little education. So yeah, now, yeah, yeah. so you learn by mistake. Yeah. Then uh, do next. I started by accident. Uh, DuPage uh, uh, Forest Preserve had classes on uh, native plants. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to check that out. So I went So I went to one of their seminars, learned about native plants. Native, okay, so explain native, native plants. Native plants to Illinois. Native, okay, native. Okay, okay, so there's tons of them. I thought you were talking like Cherokee daisies or no. native. Uh, Is it so, Indian joke? No. Okay. You're, yeah, your stand-up comedian <laughs> days are, are over. And so the the positive on the native, uh, native to this area plants are that once they're established, you don't have to water them. You have to do anything to them because in real life, they're out of the foresters that are growing. They just do their own they thing. They just do it. Okay. And so I made a nice native uh, garden. It looked great. Then I did a shade garden along the garage. It didn't get much sunlight. And, uh, and so we did some other things. It's coming along really cool now. Okay. So like three years, you, you started like launching this gardening hobby. And so, like, what are the the habits that you, you know, like you're reading up on stuff, you're kind of trial and error, you're making stuff. So are you pulling veggies out of this? Yeah, sure. Or, so uh, Kathy's over the top on organic and healthy food and how we should eat, and that's really good. She yeah. watches. She watches really well on that. Okay. So, yeah, so that's one benefit. I mean, we don't grow enough vegetables to carry us through the year, but... It's really nice when you're going to go make a salad or something. Just go out there, pick a green pepper, pick some lettuce, yeah, yeah, whatever you yeah, want. It, yeah. it's, it's good. And that's something that you guys, up until this point, were never able to do. You never did. No, probably. I think maybe we were picking vegetables already. Maybe uh, a little bit before I retired. Maybe a year before I retired or two yeah. years before I retired. Now, um, was, is Kathy still working? Or No, Kathy's, okay. Kathy's retired. Okay, so when you retired, was she... Retired before you or after or right around the same time? She, she left nursing. I don't remember the exact, but she left nursing. And then she went to work at Mariano's in the floral department. Okay, grocery She store. really liked yeah, that. Okay. She liked working in the floral department. She enjoyed that. Okay, so my whole point is that is just because you guys were both busy with careers. You had two kids. You just never even thought of gardening or just wasn't on your radar. Right. It wasn't on, it was, it just wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but as, uh, as I found, as I grow Things change. Yeah. You, you lose interest, not lose interest, but other things, you, you want to do different things. And yeah. gardening is, is relaxing and you get tomatoes. Okay. So you said, and we even talked kind of before the show a little bit, you kind of change as you get older. And that, that's, just, that's just a natural flow of life. Um, and your, your desires change, what you like change, what you like doing changes. And so you're 63 right now, 20, 30 years ago, obviously working full time, you had still had kids at home the habits that you had looked completely different than they do now. Yes. Okay. And how so? Different responsibilities. Yeah. Okay. So work, come home. When I used to come home early, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Still real small, opened up the door, and you can look right into the kitchen. And there's both kids standing on the chair with aprons on, flour all over their place, oh, yeah. flour yeah, on the yeah, table. Yeah. And, hi, Dad, we're making cookies. And I was like, you just had a, it was, you turned around and went back to work. Just, yeah. 
<laughs> no, but you know, but they, that was a fun time. Yeah. I mean, when your kids are little, I'm, I'm, I experience it now. I have the best of both worlds because I have four older kids who, you know, every once in a while they eye roll at me and that's, that's a good day. And then I have a four-year-old who's just like, I'm still her world right now, which is really cool. Um, so I have that kind of the best of both worlds where I can almost be like friends with my adult kids, but then I have this little girl who's still like totally just into mom and dad and just crazy, like a kid, which is awesome, which is awesome. So, so I'm kind of experiencing both of those seasons. And so like 20, 30 years ago, um, you were busy with work, a career, Kathy was, you had different habits. So what are the habits that you're bringing into retirement or that maybe you've discovered in retirement? Um, what do they? What do you think they're leading you to? I yeah, last year, Kathy and I went on a, a fantastic seven-week road trip. Okay, we talked to a lot of people. I regret that I didn't take pictures of all these people as we talked to them. So we had some great conversations. To kind of keep a picture log. Yeah, yeah. A picture log. Yeah, that's kind of cool. One conversation we walked, we were in Red Lodge, I believe it's Montana, and we walk in a restaurant to go to breakfast, and this guy looks at us and he says, "You ain't from around here, are you?" <laughs> And I said, well, what gave it away? You had bear Zubas on. <laughs> right. <my bear. laughs> and so we sat down, we started talking to the guy. He was a school bus driver in the area. He was a, he must have been in his 70s, I think. But it was a great conversation we had with him. And we did that all along the trip, talked to locals. And it was a fantastic time. Now, do you find yourself doing that, like opening yourself up to strangers more now in this season of retirement? So, yeah. So... I'm sitting in the big chair at home. I'm looking out the window one day, and there's this guy walking by my house with his two Dobermans. He passes the house every day just about the same time. Okay. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? And I'm thinking, what is he about? I, I, it's starting, my mind started, and I said, you know what? I got to get to know this guy. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> so one day I see him turn, and I go outside. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, who are you? I said, you walk by my house every day, and, uh, you know, I just— want to know who you are. And so he says, yeah, my name's Ken. And I said, oh, Ken? And he didn't he didn't see a fish called Wanda, so it wasn't too funny. I didn't, I didn't either. Oh, okay. I didn't know what happened. I thought you were having like uh, an epileptic seizure no, or something. Watch a fish called Wanda. Okay, okay, gotcha. And, uh, and we just started talking. Uh, saw him maybe a week later at the village picnic. And, and so now you see him say, hey, hi, Ken, how's it going and stuff. Uh, village picnic, there's some guy in our village. He's got a smaller house than we do. But he's got all these fantastic Christmas decorations. And I, where does he store them? So when I saw him, I said, hey, where do you store all that stuff? <laughs> and I, I, I don't remember what he said now, but it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, is it something about killing his wife? I don't know. Oh, jeez. If, if we had to get any more. He was joking. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, Have you uh, seen his wife lately, though? No. <laughs> well, okay. But, uh, but so, so now, so that opened the door to talk to him. The, uh, the guy that does the recycle comes in, the guy busts his butt on this, gets out of the truck, throws it, recycle. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go out and meet him every day. I start talking to him uh, every week. Hey, how's it going? And now we got kind of a relationship and we talk all the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I find that interesting talking to, to strangers and then they're not strangers anymore. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, you're a pretty personal guy. And so was that a drastic change from when you were younger or maybe like a working adult? No, I don't think so. I don't, I think I, I don't think I ever thought about I never had problems meeting people, meeting people, talking to people. But now you're more intentional because you don't have those arenas where you just meet people naturally. Right. Now I'm I'm kind of going out of the safe zone and just yeah. talking to people. Yeah, because it's I think it's easier. Oh, you meet a new person in the office or you're on the job site and you're working and you're new and then you get to know these guys and they become co you know, friends because of their coworkers. Um, but now you have to get out of that 
the, the habit of getting out of your comfort zone, getting out there and meeting new people. And it's established new friendships for you. But what has it done to you in your psyche and your personality? What, what do you think that's done to you personally? I don't know. I, I think I'm saying it's kind of new. I, I mean, I, I've always done it, but I've started to think about it more. So maybe we're only into this. Yeah, a little. It's a, it's a newer habit. Yeah, maybe six months now. Yeah. I'm more aware of it. Well, I, as you were talking, and maybe I'm reading way too much into it, as you were talking about kind of meeting new people, it almost looks like, to me, it appears that you're, you're opening yourself up for kind of not necessarily deeper relationships, but almost relationships where you're less guarded because you, you've got to go out and meet new people and you've got to cross that, that line of like uncertainty. You know what I mean? It's just, and I think maybe because we're too busy because we're working and we have kids and now you're at a stage where you kind of can sit back and like you said, you think about it more. That could be. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a habit that who knows what, it, what it'll develop into, you know? Um, and I think that's the point of this podcast is little tiny habits that result in extraordinary results. And so who knows what that habit of just continually meeting new people, meeting new people, and how you can impact one person's life in the future. Right. You don't, yeah, you don't yeah, know. You, you don't know. You don't know. As Dave and I were talking about this podcast, uh, you know, kind of going over the theme of it, as I talked to all, like, I kind of screened guests. I've been doing that for a few weeks and kind of, okay, this is the theme. This is what we want to do. We want to kind of move in this direction. And you had a really great story about the art of saying thank you. Oh, so uh, <laughs> this is a good many, story. Many years ago, many, when I, many. When I, many years ago, uh, when I was a young man playing football in high school, it's it's October. We're leaving the practice field. We're, we're walking out, and uh, Dwayne comes up to me and uh, he says, "Oh, you can't have a ride home today." I said, "Why?" And wait, and Dwayne gave you rides home. Every, Dwayne, Dwayne stayed every night. Yeah, okay. after practice, uh, his dad would give us a ride home, and uh, I said, "Why not?" He says, "Well, my dad says you never say thank you." I said, "Sure, I do." He says, no. He says, you say, see you guys tomorrow and you leave. So my dad says, you can't have a ride home anymore. And what year is this, you think? What year? It's either a ju junior or senior, maybe a junior. Okay, so what? Uh, and uh, so I had a call. Okay. And, and uh, that really had, I mean, today, that dad's probably getting sued for leaving the kid out there. And I, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But uh, back then, it was like, it was a wake-up call. So this was like mid-70s? Yeah, it's in 73, 72, okay. 73. Okay. And uh, so it was a wake-up call. It was like a slap upside the head. Hey, what are you, you're doing something wrong here. And then that's like, hey, see you guys later. That's not necessarily like, you know, you're slamming door without saying anything or like you're being rude. But back back then, different okay. generation. Absolutely. Dad, you know, dad expected, hey, just, you know, you don't have to get uh, gushy about it. Just say, just say thank you. <laughs> you didn't want to kiss on the lips. No, I didn't want to kiss or anything. You <laughs> just wanted to thank you. And uh, yeah. Uh, Today I I understand it more and more, and then ten years maybe later I'm working I'm working for ComEd and walking through the plant and on the bulletin board I see this thing the art of saying thank you and I'm like what I said that's <laughs> like my thing yeah and so I look at it and it gave three different principles uh, one you know be sincere the other thank a person by name just don't say I mean there's nothing wrong with just saying thank you but if you say hey, thanks Dan for having me on this podcast this is going to launch my career I, I, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> something, you know, something to that effect or, and maybe you send a thank you note or, and it, it means a lot, uh, many years, not many, many years ago, but we were in this church softball league guy, Tim Rezac. He sends me a note at the end of the year, get in the mail. It says, Hey, uh, you're the Leo DeRocher of the church softball league. Thanks for coaching this year. It was just scribbled on a, you know, just yeah, a thank yeah. you card. But I, yeah, I really appreciated getting that. And uh, let me, let, let's kind of. Let's kind of dissect that statement. You're the Leo DeRosha of the softball. He was kind of an old cranky guy, wasn't he? Maybe. Yeah. 
I'm, I think so. I think he was. He was one of those old school coaches that didn't talk to his players probably, right? Maybe. Yeah, okay. So, um, but I, I think when you told me that story, first of all, kudos to that guy because you're right. That is another, that's a different generation that we don't even, we're not even aware of that anymore. Like, I'm not driving you home. If I said that to my kids or even your kids, and, and they're a little bit older than my kids, but imagine just the, the horror that would come out of their, their, their on their face and the eye rolling and like, I'm not going to give your friend a ride home. He doesn't say thank you. It's, and it'd be like, oh my God, dad, are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So you learn that lesson at a very young age. And so that was always in your mind and you're working for combat. You're an adult now. And you actually saw this on the board. You were like, yeah. that's my thing. It, it carried, uh, carried on. And then I took it steps further, maybe by writing, uh, if guys did, if we were working on a project together in the plant or later when I went to engineering, writing a letter to a manager and saying, hey, look, you know, this guy did a fantastic job on this project. You should, you know, yeah. give him kudos for that. Now, were you, were you kind of like known for that? Are you known for that in your family or are you known for that in your workplace? If that's your thing. Was you that know, something? I don't, I don't think when they think of me, they think of thank you. Probably think cranky old man. <laughs> Probably a little bit. I mean, I've said that now, I don't know, a thousand times in the interview. Um, no, but I, I used to, when I would go home at night, if, uh, if somebody helped me that day, I'd make a point to go by their desk and say, you know, uh, thank you, Janet, for helping me with that computer problem. Because yeah. the, you know, all the kids are coming in, they're doing the computer stuff. I'm doing it, but I'm taking the long route. Somebody comes to my desk, Dave, why are you doing it that way? You just yeah. hit a couple of buttons and you're there. Oh, yeah, I hate that. And I'm saying, yeah, you're right. Thank you. And, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, something so simple. And when you told me that story uh, a while ago, um, something so simple like uh, saying thank you or having this, this attitude of being grateful to people or having that gratitude towards people, um, it, it is so rare in our culture today. I held a door open for a woman uh, maybe a few months ago coming out of the grocery store. And she stopped and she says, I, I, I didn't think a gentleman existed anymore. <laughs> she says, I can't remember the last time a man held a door open for me. And I said, well, you're welcome. And, yeah. You know, because it's kind of gone away in our culture. I think, you know, our phones have something to do with it. Our, our busyness of life, our, our priorities that are all screwed up. And I think we just miss the simple habit of saying thank you and being, yeah. um, having a grateful heart and kind of having this gratitude. Now for us, Dave and I are, are both followers of Christ. And so we get this, this is a biblical principle. And so when you, when you, when I hear that, I think of, um, Jesus healing the 10 lepers and like, uh, only one came back and Jesus was even like, uh, where'd the other nine guys go? I, I, I healed 10 and there's only one guy. And then he even made it a point to say, and this guy, he's not even from this part of town. He's a stranger. He's not from this land. And so the whole idea of this foreigner kind of understood the idea of being grateful. And I think we've lost that simple habit in our culture and in our, in our society of people being thankful and really showing a sense of gratitude for others. Do you find that to be true? Yeah, you don't have to get you know, gushy about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Just uh, a simple appreciation uh, and, I, and people will remember it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so- you hopefully, and I think you, you probably instilled that with your kid. Yes. Yeah. And, and so uh, they both, uh, you know, they both say thank you. Paid off for Wade. I don't remember exactly what he needed a letter of uh, recommendation for something from so many people. So he went to the police chief. He went to our dentist. He went to, and they all wrote him nice letters of recommendation. And I, I said, you know what, Wade, it'd be a good thing if you wrote a thank you note, maybe 
to some of these guys. Yeah. He didn't roll his eyes, right? He, he rolled them. I mean, he was, how old is he now? In no, high school? Oh, he's out of high school. He's, uh, young, maybe early twenties. Okay. Maybe okay. somewhere in that range. And, uh, to this day, our dentist still talks about it. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, I was way too, such a nice young man. And, you know, I, he talks about the thank you note every once in a while and stuff. So it made a big impact on this yeah. guy. Oh yeah. Uh, to get something from uh, a young person like that. And if you're still talking about it, obviously it's something that was uncommon. Yeah. It was definitely uncommon. But I think I see that throughout our culture for a lot of different reasons. I mean, we see, you know, we see young kids just kind of going off the rails because they've been given so much. And I think even with my kids, I, I, I don't think I spoiled, I didn't have the opportunity or the means to spoil them, I should say. And Sometimes I, th- I think I see like that little look in their eyes or the, the rolling of their eyes and they're getting older. So there's less of this, but, or even practically even none. But in the past, you, you kind of see that even though if you don't have the means or the opportunity to spoil, they still get it. We, uh, when the kids were younger, we would go downtown, maybe hand blankets out to, uh, to homeless. And, and many years later, one of the kids from our church needed, he was living up at camp. I want to I say it was Zach. He didn't have a way to get up at camp. He said, hey, we'll take my car. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But that's the heart she had. Uh, you know, here, take my car. You need to go on, go get the camp and then bring it back. It'll be fine. I'm not going to, I won't need it during that time. Yeah. And, uh, and and so she's, you know, she brings in the stray, the stray animal, the stray, you know, she's got a big heart that way. Okay. So I think, it, I think more people, it's easier for people to be wired that way. Cause that's how they're, that's how that's in their DNA more so than some other people. I think I have to be. I think over the last few years, I've understood the art of leadership. And when you're leading, you show gratitude towards people. And so I've gotten that. I didn't have that model to me maybe early on in ministry. I didn't see that a lot, but I, uh, I've seen the opposite side. So then I had to kind of switch my own gears in my head and say, you know, I got to start thanking people and highlighting people and making them, you know, really proud of what they did. And so just by a simple comment or saying thank you or whatever. So I think it's a learned behavior at times for some people, but for other people, I think it just comes, I think they're born with it. They're born with that sense of gratitude and, and thanking people all the time or giving or caring. Um, but I think as our culture gets more uh, polarized, you know, the, the left and the right, whatever it's politics or socially or whatever, uh, social media, I think plays a big part of it. Yeah, I think so too. Big. Yeah. It's, and I think people, you know, I think they have, they get kind of like big kahunas because they're behind the computer. When you screen. don't, when you don't know the person, when you don't know the face, and I learned this <laughs> yeah. at work. There was a the guys that arranged the switching at Comet. You had to put an engineering order, and they'd have to approve it. Well, there was a a guy down there, and you just wanted to reach out and bop him one. And I said, you know what? I need to go down there and meet this guy. And I had a big project, so I went down there and I I met this guy, Bill, and I I said, hey, Bill, here's what we're doing. You know, from that point on, once you have a face on yeah. the other side of the voice, yeah changes everything yeah because um you're right with our culture now we hide behind our computer screens or our phone screens and we get pretty lippy on social media and it's just it's just kind of crazy and i have to stop myself all the time yeah i mean <laughs> I, i've gone to more like emoji things like dogs like you know laughing and uh ship sinking or something like it's that. easier because you know what i've discovered i wanted to make a comment and a couple times i have whether you know would it be like oh that person disagrees with my point of view and i'm the smartest person in the world so i'm going to comment about it and, you know, the next day I wake up and, you know, the world hasn't changed. That person's opinion didn't change and nothing really changed. And so then I started thinking like, if nothing's going to change, why bother writing the comment down or why bother? So I stopped doing it, even though it, I think I got to a point where this was the process and it's a habit. 
you know, I went from doing it and then doing it and then deleting it. I actually had to physically go, I'm going to show her a thing or two or him. So I would actually type it in and then delete it and be like, okay, that's not going to change the world. And you know what? Five minutes later, I completely forgot about the whole thing. I forgot how upset I was. I forgot how. And so it's that mindset. And so that's a little habit that I have, especially on social media, where you got to be really careful about what you do. Yeah, I like to, I like, <laughs> I like to stir the pot sometimes oh, yeah. and you put do. something you in do. there. You totally do. And then somebody will fire something off. So I'll, I'll say, uh, well, thanks, Bill, for participating. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate your comments. I'll go, what do you mean participating? Yeah. And I said, well, this was a, a group experiment. <laughs> and thanks for... Thanks for contributing. Yeah, Dave is a, um, I think you earned your doctorate in um, ball busting on social media at times. At times. Yeah, at times, totally. Was, but he, he does it in a very creative way. <laughs> it's uh, it's very amusing. Um, it's just interesting to see how people kind of act and react to one another uh, on social media. But that, I mean, that's that's a part of life. That's that's what happens now nowadays. It's just, it's kind of doggy dog out there. And I think I think we've lost that opportunity to be like, like you said, when you see face to face, we lost that opportunity to be human to one another. You know, I think that's a, that's a habit that we're getting out of. Now, when I see you like, like your biggest haters on social media, go, oh, that guy comments. And then, oh, that's the same guy who literally walks out his door. He has the habit of walking out his door and meeting strangers that he doesn't know. That's full circle. You know, that's full circle. And so that's a habit that you've implemented in your life now that's making probably you a better person, but also it's impacting the world, and I think in a positive way. So, so the other night, there's a knock at the door at nine o'clock. Kathy looks at me like, "What? Who's that?" I, don't know. <laughs> I look out. Order pizza? Some kid. Okay. And I open. I said, "Yeah, we can, uh, would you like to buy?" Uh, you sell tickets for the high school football. I said, "You know what?" Come at on. nine o'clock at night. And that's what I was thinking. Wow. And I said, "You know what? Come on back tomorrow. I'll take care of you." <laughs> so the next day, now five six o'clock, here he is again. And I said, "You know." So tell me all about this. So he's telling me, his, first his, his girlfriend's there with him. She's, I said, are, are you selling these coupons or is he selling them? He is. I said, okay, then maybe <laughs> you should be telling me about them. And he says, well, I live right down the block. And I said, you do? And you've never stopped here to say hello to me? And now you're here selling me a ticket? <laughs> I said, that's pretty gutsy. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they tell the kids to do that. No, yeah. not anymore. No. So we laughed a little bit. And, you know, so I bought one and uh, I said, well, you know, don't be a stranger. Stop by, see me, say hello, and, uh, you know, good luck in your season. You think he will? I yeah. I mean, but that's kind of that's out of the box for an adult to say that to a stranger, like a kid. Kids don't expect adults to do that. No, they don't. For kids of that age to be able to know how to talk to adults, to make eye contact. Uh, and he was doing rare. that? His girlfriend was. Yeah. She, she was pretty confident. He wasn't very confident in what he was selling. And I said, you know, the next door you go to, you should probably know what you're selling. You were giving some sales tips? Yeah. yeah. I was saying, you should probably have an idea how this thing works. What well, was it? It was one of those discount cards, right? Discount cards. And it had like... A bunch of restaurants restaurant. in the area, okay. you know, and it's good for a year. Okay. And you tell them like you're on a strict diet or... Does it look like I'm on a strict <laughs> diet? Well, it, it could be a strict diet. Strict diet of like sausage and pizza. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it's very strict. It's strict. Yeah, but I didn't say it was healthy. It's just strict. You only eat bad stuff. No, we no, no, Kathy. We're eating good stuff, but a lot of good stuff. Oh, it's just too yeah. much. Yeah. Just because it's good doesn't mean there aren't That's calories true. in it. You need portion control, then, is what you're telling me. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, I heard. I don't know who said this. Maybe it was a pastor or something like that speaking. But he said, "We all can't be right, but we all can be loving." When I heard that, that made an impact on me because I think that's our culture. What we're talking about now. This idea of saying thank you or having a heart of gratitude, 
Um, that's a simple habit that I think can develop into something bigger and better. But in our culture, we all want to be right. We all want to be right. And we all can't be right. No matter how right we think we are, we're all not right, but we all can be loving. And I think that's a real I had, key. I had a sign on my desk when I was uh, still working. It said, uh, six plus three is nine, but so is seven plus two. Hold and on. So wait, hold on a sec. I'm going to do the so math. You got to write that out? Yeah, just go on. I'm going to do the work and you continue your story. Okay. And, and it's two. right. There's, there's always, there's uh, many, many uh, solutions to a problem. I just goggled another one. Eight plus one is also nine. There you go. Yeah. So it, 10 minus one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into division. Okay. I don't want to do that. Jeez, that's just crazy. Okay. So yeah, I, I think, I think we, um, we, we need to be more mindful of being, whether this is a simplistic statement, but we need to be more mindful of being human to one another. And I think what you're talking about is this idea of getting out, meeting people. And I think this is something that sounds like you're developing a little bit differently than you did in the business world where it became more natural. You're doing this more out of the box and you're kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone and doing it, which I think is, I think is awesome. And I think it's a different perspective at your age and your season in life that a guy like running around or even guy younger than me or a girl younger than, you know, my age, they're just too busy. And they don't want to do that. You know, and I find that it's, it, I don't know how to explain this, but once you're retired, it's like you shift into a, and you do, you shift kind of on a different lane and you can see everybody else that's so busy going from jobs, coming home, taking the kids to practice, isn't there? And we were in that too, where you were, you're on a, the, this treadmill of, uh, you're just constantly busy. Yeah. And you, you don't have time to do other things. Because you were a big, you're a big baseball guy. You're, you're, and Wade played baseball, right? Did you Wade coach him? played baseball. Wade played hockey. When Wade was playing hockey, we were never home. It was practice every night. There were games on the weekends or tournaments, and, and we were always gone. Yeah, like midnight ice time. I mean, hockey's a weird crazy sport, stuff, especially yeah. back then. There was probably less arenas, right, or rinks no, to go to. I think I think it was starting. Uh, hockey was starting to get big back then. when the Mighty Ducks came out. That's, okay, that's and that's when he started playing. Yeah. Okay, so you. You did you coach hockey or just no, coach baseball? I just coach baseball. Baseball, and so you did that for years, all right? Almost thirty years. Jeez, okay. So I got out of it, and then some guy at work found out that I coached baseball, and they needed someone to coach. And I said, I went home, got permission, and uh, <laughs> and she said, Yeah, go ahead. And who, so, who did you have to get permission from? From my wife. Yeah, okay. <laughs> from his wife, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. Children all over the western suburbs of Chicago, thank you for their baseball skills. So. Uh, so I, I I did that for another for another ten years. And this after your kid is totally out. Wade's, Wade's gone. Wade's gone. Yeah, Wade, I don't even. Have, yeah, he's in college. So was there a different mindset of coaching when your kid was on the team and then coaching when your kid was no, off? No, and, and I used to have comments from parents that they would say, "Well, whose son is yours on the team? We can't tell <laughs> because you yell at all of them." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, that's good." Yeah. Uh, no. No. Um, no, there was no, there wasn't anything different. Different about it. No, okay. nothing changed. I was probably harder because I was a big, I was a baseball coach for my kids, and then some years I had to wait for like a younger kid to get up into that league or that age bracket. So I was coaching without a kid on the team, and I, I didn't want to lose the team because it was very competitive. As dads, they want to grab their own team and be control freaks. So um, I was coaching, and I I found myself hardest on my kids. I was more lenient on kids that weren't mine because I couldn't like, grab them and throw them across the field and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was, more, I was more tough on my own kids, for sure. You know, looking back and maybe at your tail end of your coaching compared to when you started out, you were young, maybe a little well, bit more aggressive. Early on, 
I had a, a mother come up to me after one game. She says, Dave, you're a real good coach. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> you don't have, I, I forgot what I did in that. She says, you don't need to do that. You're a good coach. Uh, I want my son to be on your team, but you need to change some of this stuff. Don't hit him on the head yeah, with stop, a baseball bat. Stop hitting the kids. Yeah, stop. And, um, and, and so I took that to heart and, and changed some things up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you, I look back now and I look at this, I coach 10, 11, 12 year olds and I look back and I see like a 10, 11, 12 year old now. And I'm like thinking like, those are little kids. And just because that was my world, because my kids were 10, 11, 12, I just thought they were older, old enough to kind of deal with it. And I look now at a 10 year old, I'm just like, I was like, and I'm sarcastic by nature. So I'm just like, I can't believe I was that idiotic for, with kids. I, I just, I would be a different coach now is what I'm trying to say. I think, I think I would, I think I would be too. Yeah. I mean, cause you get a little bit wiser as we get older and I think, and I think we, I don't know if we lose it because I think what we had, we should have lost, you know, we, we should have got rid of it. You know what I mean? Um, I think we just get a little bit smarter, I think, yeah. you know, from, from coaching aspect. I think so too. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, it, I think our culture is too competitive. It's too kind of out there. Sometimes it's too crazy. Carson Beebe, I was talking to him in our first episode. He said, you know, he was in, he was like a world-class athlete and he was, now he gets the position of seeing his own kids play sports and watching these parents pl- like. There's root, some crazy videos kids, out there. Yeah, root are. these kids on. It's just, it's crazy. I, I just think, I think we've lost touch on what we should be doing in reality. And I think going back to your simple habit of reaching out to people, kind of being human and meeting new people, I think could go a long way. I mean, it's when you told me that story, that's been the story in like our kind of our pre-podcast meeting talk and our conversation, that's been the story in my mind rolling around my head for days because that is so key. That is so important. It's something so little and so ordinary. Oh, I talked to somebody. Well, Ken, he was the one that started it off. I, it was just bothering me. Who is this guy? I got I to see where he lives. What's, what's he about? Yeah. You know, what, is he retired like me? What's he doing? Yeah. And uh, Is he the same age as you or? No, we haven't gotten that far yet, but oh. uh, I don't think, I think he's younger than I am. Maybe not by much, but he's a little bit younger. So you guys haven't started dating yet? Or I no? haven't. No, there's no bromance yet. <laughs> no, nothing. Not, does I he mean, like fantasy football? We haven't gotten that far Oh, yet. really? Okay. Uh, I don't want to push it. If he doesn't, yeah, you know, that'd be a killer. That, oh, believe me, it is a killer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you. So what, um, speaking of fantasy football, what is, uh, now do you keep the same team name every year or do you change it every year like I do? No, I'm just, uh, the first year I forget what I was, but then uh, Bohemian Nation is my tag. Okay, so. So it's Bohemian Nation for everything. <laughs> if you see Bohemian Nation, it's, it's me. Okay, yeah. so, um, and are you Bohemian, that's why? Yes. Are you the whole nation or what, what's, you just want to, you're well, proud. My, well, when my parents, when my grandparents immigrated over, there was no Czechoslovakia, it was Bohemia. And so that's what we were. We were Bohemians, and Czechoslovakia wasn't created till sometime later. All the Russians, I don't screwing know. with stuff, yeah. our elections and everything, the weather. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, so that's where that came from, and uh, and so I got the Bohemian Nation thing from Seinfeld, from Kramer, Kramerica, and I said, Kramerica, uh, how cool is that? And I, somewhere along the line, it just clicked in. Bohemian, it's not Bohemian. Nation, it's Bohemianation. Oh, common end. Oh, see, see, I did not know that. No, and I looked how, at, I looked that's at probably that why word. you couldn't find it. Yeah, I looked at that word for years playing against you in fantasy football, and I always thought it was Bohemian Nation. Oh, common end, Bohemianation. Whoa, see, that is that's oh. off the charts brilliant. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you did you 
goggle that to get that information? Or? No, 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 no. That's all. That's that was all it original. right there. That's, that was it right that's there. That's the creative end here. Okay, so where do you where do you kind of see yourself? Um, no, you're in these retirement stages. What do you what do you want to do? What do you want to do in this retirement? Well, you know, Kath and I really want to we want to travel. There's a lot of places we want to see. Uh, we want to go to South America. We want to go to uh, Kathy. We were just talking this the other night. Uh, Canadian Rail Adventures, going through the Rockies, uh, doing some stuff like we got family friends down in uh, Florida. Uh, do that. Uh, just pick up and go and, and do something. Is that what is that uh, kind of a need? A difference when you retire, you have the freedom to kind of just get up and go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have the freedom to do. If you have the means to do that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I was, and speaking of, so we're going to go see Seinfeld. Kathy was just say, hey, Seinfeld's in town. Do you want, do you want to do that? And I'm like, <laughs> does that mean, do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, of course I want to do that. Yeah. You know, and now that goes. So, um, okay. So the, the traveling around the world and kind of doing all that stuff, that's kind of intriguing to me. So how will you do that? with a different mindset um, being retired now? The different mindset won't be going so much as being a sightseer. It'll be going and then going into the neighborhoods. And and, uh, the seven-week trip we took uh, last summer, Kathy planned, really a fantastic trip. And we went, we we don't see a lot of the popular stuff. We'll see that too, but we go see a lot of stuff back roads. And when we were in Frisco, we went, we were in some neighborhood uh, it's a Hispanic neighborhood, and I can't remember the name of the street, but there were all these uh, murals that were painted on the garages and stuff. And there were some people painting a mural. I started talking to them, and you know, at first they thought, hey, that's just a gringo. But then once they found out <laughs> I was an artist, you know, we started talking. Okay. Oh, okay, they welcomed me into the community. Okay, you know? okay. And then we got to, we talked a little, we talked quite a bit. And uh, that, it, going on vacation, if you just see the Disneyland stuff, you're missing it. Oh yeah, going to sure. the neighborhood, eating the mom and pop place. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know that's a lot of fun. No, so you said you're an artist. So what kind of art do you do? Before the combat came, I was I was going to be an architect, and okay. uh, somewhere along the way that changed. Went to combat, and then 37 years later, uh, I'm, I'm talking about getting back into art. And, and Bethany, she thinks this up. She signs us up for uh, some ceramic classes at. Uh, I forget the college name, uh, and it was great. So we did. Uh, it's a few years ago, right? I remember a few years ago, yeah. two years. Yeah. I yeah. loved okay. it. Okay. Uh, it. It got it changed the whole thought press of my mind. I I used to keep a sketchbook bedside because I'd wake up in the middle of the night with some ideas and scribble them down. Oh, and, you're like Moses. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's crazy. And, uh, and then photography was always there, and uh, that's something Bethany and I share. Bethany's pretty creative. I get a lot of this from her. Yeah, the creativeness. And, uh, well, actually, I, I think maybe she gets it from you. No, nah, I think in this case, it kind of it went backwards. It went backwards. You're like salmon swimming up uh, the river. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. No? But okay, I'm just going to keep on going. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so photography's always been there, and uh, the ceramics. Uh, I'd like to go back, but uh, I can't. Uh, Harper. We were we went to Harper College. Okay. So that's kind of, it was kind of far. And so, uh, Northern Burbs of Chicago. Yeah. Northern Burbs, almost an hour from our house, but the price was right. Yeah. And believe it or not, there were no other colleges around our house that offered what they offered. Now I'm, I'm trying to find an, an outlet somewhere around here, but, uh, I, I haven't done it now for a so couple you're, of years. You're diving in the art a little bit more you did than you did I when did. you were working full time. And, and I think the gardening's kind of an art. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. Something in there. The photography's still there, so I'll keep the camera out there with me in case you know we've got some butterflies or Mister Toad comes along. Or uh, yeah. Now, do you find like okay? So you're mentioning 
gardening, um, photography, different kinds of art. So all these things are these hobbies that are actually, you know, they're, they're things that you do hobbies, but you have to implement different habits in your life to kind of, uh, make progress to enjoy it as much as you do. So do you find it, these new hobbies or these new habits, you find that they're, and this is kind of a, let's peer into Dave's heart and soul. Um, do you find that they're kind of reshaping who you are as like your personality traits or who you are a little bit? I think with the ceramics, yeah, because I, there was a lot of cool stuff that you could do. and uh, That you never knew before? Never knew before. Okay. Never knew before at all. And uh, uh, when Bethany was taking the class with me, you know, it was sharing ideas and stuff. Here's a funny story. We, we took this class first. So there's a great, you know, she's my daughter. We walk in the class and for some reason, the teacher thought we were married. Nice. Well, that's, we're we're wondering. It's, we're getting this strange vibe. When people are looking at us like you know. We're, so one day we're at the sink. We're cleaning stuff out, and the teacher says, well, "How long have you two been married?" Get out! Uh, and we laugh. We said, "We're not." Married. I said, well, "This is my daughter." Oh my God. She said, well, "Why didn't you say something?" And we, and I said, "Why do you have we, to?" I said, "It's just been so much fun watching oh, you guys God. look at us." Because you thought that. Because you thought that, and and we knew that's what you thought, but we weren't gonna you know change. Well, it, it. might have been when you guys reenacted that scene from Ghost. <laughs> that was kind of, that was, that was probably over the line. You know what I mean? That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, that was definitely weird. I, I would say if I was in that class, I knew you and I'd be like, I think Dave married his daughter, Bethany, if, if I saw that scene. So maybe that was a little too much for him. Uh, that could have, that could have been the reason why. <laughs> that, that definitely could have been. Um, so you're doing all this stuff. It's different stuff. And it's obviously it's tweaking who you are a little bit. It's, is it taking the edge off you? Is it softening your personality a little bit? You think? Uh, Kathy would say no. No? Well, because she lives with you. Yeah. She sees all she, she sees all the bad. Yeah, she sees the bad. Uh I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um you probably have to ask Wade and Bethany and and Kath, and they would probably all say, I don't think so. You don't they don't think but so. But I think so. I mean I don't know. No, why would you say? Why would you say yeah? Just think my perspective on things has changed in so many areas. Yeah. That yeah, that alone, I think. Just a perspective of how you see things completely and totally. Yeah. The other thing that as I get older, my patience is really wearing thin with some things. <laughs> but Not, getting getting better with others? No, no? Getting better with some things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Some things I uh, I don't have patience for. <laughs> We're not going to discuss those. That's another podcast. We'll have that'll be, be Kathy's podcast. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. And, or if you're, if you're, uh, if the ratings of episode two really take off. And I'm sure they will. Oh, yeah, totally. That, that whole... The ghost scene right now is just people are people are got. It. Well, you know you know what happened when I said that. Kids, you've never seen ghosts. They're they're like YouTube in that right now. Right now, YouTube shut down, <laughs> and they're like, Dave is sick. That is gross. Okay, so here's uh, here's a question for you. Uh, what pick do you have in your uh, fantasy draft this year? I don't know yet. You they, don't haven't, have... they haven't picked the the lineup yet. What the heck? Who do you want? I don't know. I... I can't give that up because uh, oh, oh no! By the time they hear it, it'll be over. It'll uh, it doesn't matter. Why? When's your when's your draft? September first, Labor Day, Labor Day Sunday. Oh no! This this podcast will be out before that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So people will be like, mm, yeah, you can't do that. I can't. Give I would hear just a suggestion I used to do. Um, just pick someone really fast. That's what I did. Or, or maybe they're all convict team or something. Or, I I think I. Well, I did, no, you did something else. We can't say. Yeah, I mean, no. we can't say that. And it was the worst fantasy <laughs> team ever in the history of fantasy football. I think but it I was, was funny. Oh, it was funny. I was 2-14. and 14, and Someone has to be. Yeah. I think that was the year. 
I tried it a, diff- a different way of uh, drafting and tweaking. I loved my guys. My guys were family to me. I still keep in contact with some of them. Jeremy Shockey. I still email him all the time. I don't get a response. I'm not quite sure what penitentiary he's in right now, but he never responds. And never, ever. It kind of makes me angry. And that's like the only name I know on that besides Culpepper. He was my quarterback. <laughs> he was your yeah, so um, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So that's the only two guys I know. We were two and fourteen. I think every one of my guys got injured that year, pretty much, except for Shockey, and he was like drunk or high most of the games. I think, which made him, I think, better. He got more fantasy points. I think so. I don't know. What What do you think? Is fantasy football is is it on the decline? You think or what? Are people still playing? I don't know. I love I love playing. It's I'm sorry. Well, you love I, Zubas too, so only if during football season. <laughs> Is that the only time you wear them? That, yeah, Kathy made them for me. Chicago Bears Zuba pants. Wait, she made them? Yes, she's a talented. She's talented. She made Zuba pants. Isn't that isn't that against the law? Isn't there like a copyright on Zuba pants? Well, she doesn't sell them, or you mention anything, or like, I mention anything on, on the a air worldwide about, radio right, program right. with millions of listeners. Because um, you can still buy Zubas, I'm sure, right? I don't know. Oh. How many pairs of Zubas do you have? I only have that pair. That's it. Gosh. You must have wear them. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, I thought you maybe had every NFL team. No, it's just that one. How are the Bears going to do this year? Super Bowl. You think so? Oh, hands down. I was in Bourbon 8 today. And? I didn't didn't go back to the practice. Yeah. I mean, I was was there. There was a lot of other people that were probably at the practice. But you think they're going to go Super Bowl? Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, there's... They almost went last year. There's like 40-something other teams in the league, right? It wasn't for... Kicker, we would have gone last year. Are you guys, oh, okay, well, the kicker was bad. Point, point. See, now Dave's making uh, some noises I've never heard before in my life. Never, ever, ever. Probably one of the funniest things I ever heard in my life. Wait, what was that from? Uh, one of your high school kids uh, called you on the phone, was making these noises on the phone or something. I don't, I don't I, remember. You told the story again. I, I couldn't stop. And then playing. I just started doing it. Yeah. I was doing it at the, the drafts, right? Yeah. I think that's why I got to get out of there because I was joking around too much. You guys didn't want me in that league. Oh no, you you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, I just I don't I don't have a TV. That's a habit that I started doing. That could benefit us. Yeah, it would be very good because I have no. I think Tom Brady, he's still in the league, right? Yep. Because he's I watch him because he's like my. If I didn't have Nicole, I would marry Tom Brady. So that's all I'm saying. Nothing, I, man, no, I'm no. fine with that. Um, yes, I wouldn't be very helpful in a fantasy league. So let's kind of focus again. Um, so habits, um, kind of kind of wrapping up here, um, this idea of being present with people, little things, so developing different hobbies that turn into different habits over and over and over again. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Let's go, let's go 10 years. What, what do you see yourself doing, being, what do you want to count? You got any goals you want to accomplish? That's a good question. I, I think there's some things uh, travel-wise that we want to see that we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, for like you personally, do you want to do you want to like accomplish something like within your community or, uh, you know, how has God kind of wired you or moving you in a different direction to kind of say, this is what I want you to do. It, like you ever feel like that motion to do something, to create something, to make an impact like that? I mean, you, you know, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple of things I don't want to put them out there because I don't know if I'm going to do them. Yeah. Things I've thought about doing in retirement that I haven't yet. Yeah, because I don't know if I would fit in doing them. Yeah, so I think I'm still sorting that out. Yeah, um, you said like I would hesitate to say, or you said I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, you know what I do now? This is a habit that I do. When I want something, when I want to accomplish something, when I want to do something, 
I actually say it in public. Like this podcast, I was like, I started telling, you know, like my friends and my family were like, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to do a podcast. And then it's kind of out there. And I kind of hate disappointing maybe myself or maybe others, mostly myself. And so I'm already like, I already put it out there. I kind of have to do this. So that helps me actually. Like if I want to accomplish something, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. I have no idea. I have no equipment. I have nobody that could edit it. And all of a sudden it kind of all works together and it, it actually does it. So I throw it out there because it makes me move and do something. It's kind of a habit that I have. So that I developed because life is short. You know, we, we talked about that. Life is short and I want to do something. Not that maybe, I, not that I want to make a name for myself or impact, but I want to make a difference in the world. You know what I mean? And I think if you throw yourself out there and you always think about, you know, what do you want to accomplish in 10 years, 20 years, 15 years or whatever, you got to start making plans to do it or you're not going to do nothing, you know? And so what do you want to do? You have some thoughts. What kind of habits are you developing to kind of move through and process through that so you can actually accomplish that? And I think the little stuff today that we do, and this is why we're doing this podcast, is to kind of get the habits going. Now, Dave talked about little stuff like lifestyle changes that has happened since he's retired. He has more freedom. He's doing other things. He's getting into different hobbies and habits of life and disciplines of life. And the key, I think, really made an impact on me was this idea of meeting new people and the art of saying thank you and being, and being gracious to people. I think that's something that is lost in our culture. Maybe you could be the, you could be when like, you could be the poster child of graciousness, Dave. Maybe. <laughs> would it, would that be a, that'd be an oxymoron. Yeah. Or something, some people. It, it would be uh it would be a, would that be a too much of a change for you <laughs> personally? I don't know. I don't know. But you have a, you have a great radio voice. I mean, I'm hearing you, your voice in my headphones. And I'm like wishing I like had your voice. So maybe we should switch it up. Maybe we should do it. We should just have a radio show. You and I. Why not? <laughs> well, babe, because this room is only big enough for one person and one guest. I can't have a sidekick. Or maybe I could. Not now. Not but <laughs> when maybe, we get bigger. When we get when we, when I get bigger. Once this takes off. You never know. You never know. So I think um what Dave was saying about um the thank you thing, I think really again. I just kind of hit that home of just the idea of being gracious, being being thankful, having a heart of gratitude, um, and the other stuff that he said. I think when, when you take time to sit down and listen to some people, this is why I really love this podcast, because it's forcing me to intentionally sit down and talk to people. And I'm going to meet people or reconnect with people or hear stories that they have to share that's going to make an impact. So for you, the listener uh, back at home or wherever you're listening, I hope that Dave's kind of stories and his journeys of traveling from young dad to like now retired and kind of past that season of life and into a new season has impacted you in such a way that you're going to be implementing some different habits in your own life uh, to help you uh, move the beans in all areas of your life. So Dave, thanks for being here. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you, Dan. I, I only wish I could have been the first well, episode. You sent me $250. Carson sent me $350. So, so sent 351 if I would have known. Well, you didn't know that. Now you do. So, uh, Dave, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Catch the new episode coming out after Dave's episode here. Uh, we release one every Tuesday. So make sure you're watching uh, all the notifications. Hit the follow button, the subscribe button, the all button, and you'll hear each and every episode once I release them. And in the meantime, folks, come on move the beans. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.